Hello, and thank you for joining me on 100% Oxygen Thoughts at Depth with yours truly, Nicole. My name is Nicole Bolramming. I am the Fortitude Coach, and I have started this podcast as a way for others to connect that want to go deeper, that want to break through some of the conditionings that we have, that want to challenge mindsets, that want to change attitudes, and I'm talking about personal, not of other people, but of yourself, that you want to look at situations in a different way. And if you take mindsets, attitudes, situations, and conditioning, it's a mask. And so we're going to look behind the mask as we're talking, and we're going to dive deep and look at what's going on and where can we get 100% healing and movement and nurturing and in life. A lot of people are like, what's the significance of 100% oxygen or where did it come from? And the story is, is a pretty interesting one. 100% oxygen right now comes from where I am in life. I am currently, well, first of all, I have Crohn's colitis and I am currently doing hyperbaric treatments in order to help with the healing of my my gut and my digestive tract and it is done after a journey like none other which I'll be sharing with you here shortly and what I found that when I'm at depth or when I'm in in the the chamber which I have to go into five days a week right now and I'm breathing that oxygen for 90 minutes at a time when I come out I have all these questions I have all these thoughts I all I have all of these these things I want to challenge. And I began doing them. I have a few that I'll upload. They're older ones that I did about, you know, why do I have to make lemonade out of lemons? You know, these are the kind of thoughts that I have. Like, why lemonade? Like, there's three zillion other things you can do with lemons, but why lemonade? So these are kind of the thoughts that I have coming out of the chamber. And I would love to share them with you here. I began sharing them originally on Facebook and they had such an amazing um, impact on people's lives that they began to ask me, well, when are you going to start a podcast? And here we are. But I want to give you a little bit of my story. How did I get to this place where I am having to go into a hyperbaric chamber? And why did I choose the word fortitude as the thing that I want to coach on? Being a naturally powerful, zany, and over-the-top vivacious person, no one had noticed that I had begun to crash. See, I had mastered the art of the push. You know, I was pushing through everything. I made every and any situation work. I was a pusher, if you would. Now, I was crashing. No, no, I take that back. I had crashed and nobody had noticed. I had reinvented myself so many times as a military spouse and so often that I had come to a place where I didn't even recognize myself anymore. Life as a military spouse had taken its toll. I had come to a point where I was simply going through the motions to survive. I remember praying one time when I lived in Japan that 
God, I've checked all the boxes. Now what? I've done all the good things. I'm the good mom. I'm a good homeschool mom. I'm a good spouse. I'm a good, I'm a good. I did all those boxes. But yet I was so conflicted. And I was silently screaming. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what my purpose was. I, I didn't even know what I wanted anymore. I didn't know. I didn't know one way from the other. Let's be real. My kids were being homeschooled and I ran the house like clockwork. I ran a business and I volunteered in my neighborhood. My husband was gone for seven to nine months out of each year. Yet, I always managed to be smiling and I always found time to lend a helping hand to every and anyone. And it all looks so sublime from the outside. But the war that raged within me <laughs> was horrendous. I was miserable. I didn't want anyone to see how truly miserable I was. So I hid. And I hid behind my mask very well. Something within me wanted to be free. But what? I knew I loved my husband and I loved my kids. But why did they irritate me so much sometimes? Why did I always feel so underappreciated? Why did I always feel like nobody valued me? The silent screaming was deafening within me. And it just kept getting louder and louder and louder. And it was so loud that sometimes I wondered if one day I would not stand in the middle of my then white kitchen, which I hated stretch out my hands and allow the pain that I was feeling to explode from the very depths of my soul. I was certain that that scream would be so piercing that I would cause my dog to whimper off to his cage for protection and my kids would cover their ears as they fell to their knees from the sound. That internal mumbling and grumbling and it was becoming more and more frequent. And I was thinking such horrible thoughts. I mean, at the time, I didn't know they were pivotal thoughts. As do it yourself. Why do I have to do everything? Can everyone just be quiet for a minute? I need a minute of peace. Oh my gosh, you make me sick. And then there was that quick repentance of, oh no, I can't think that. I'm a mom, right? I'm a good mom. I found myself replaying encounters in my head that I had with other people that I wish had gone differently. Like full, blown out conversations. Hard conversations, I call them. You know the ones we all shy away from, that we make excuses? Well, they didn't really mean that, but yet you're hurt and you don't know how to express that. Those are what I call hard conversations because that's the way everybody sees them. But I had these conversations in my head and I would hear that person say what they said and then I would say what I really, truly meant to say at the time. Or what I wish I had said at the time. <laughs> I know. It sounds kind of crazy. I promise you, I'm not. This is just me having a hard conversation with you right now. In the midst of this war, my health failed. Bam. Just like that. I was hospitalized twice in a three-month period. Or was it four? I think it was four months. The first time was, was, a, was for a severe Crohn's colitis flare. I had been diagnosed with Crohn's about six and a half years prior to this really bad flare. 
and I had been controlling it naturally without medicinal, um, traditional medicinal support and found myself now hospitalized because a flare had just gone out of control. The second time I was hospitalized was because we did such a great job of turning off my immune system that it decided, this is my version, guys, it decided to teach me a lesson. So it didn't come on. And I ended up with an infection in my face and ulcerated ulcers, I'm sorry, mutated ulcers in my mouth. I was rushed into emergency surgery with ice pack, 104 temp, with blood pressure that was fluctuating up and down for them to remove the infection out of my face and to cut out the ulcerizations. At this time, at this point in my life, I had become so weak that dressing myself had become a joy. I would have to get dressed in stages. First, take off the clothes, lie down. Next, take a shower, lie down. Third, dry my body. You get it, right? Lie down. By the time I got to put on my clothes, <laughs> I would be in a snot, I would be in snot slinging tears just due to utter exhaustion and fatigue, mental fog, you just name it. That's where I was at. There were times that my husband had to come in and help me with the final task just to make it to a doctor's visit. With these things going on, oh, I didn't talk about, and the surgery left me with three wonderful holes in my face and my face completely scrubbed. So it was completely blackened on the right cheek. With all of this going on, a wonderful pity party ensued. And now that I look back, I realize that the more I had entertained those bouts or those mental rounds of self-pity, the weaker I physically became. That was a very interesting point for me, realizing how much my thoughts affected me physically. I sometimes think that my negative, self-debasing, hopeless thoughts at that time was sucking the life out of me. And I found that I wasn't too far from the truth. One day, I remember standing in front of the mirror, examining the holes in my face and the blackened area. And all of a sudden, I was hit with such a crippling force of grief, anger, self-loathing, and just utter pain, not physical pain, an internal pain. It was so strong that I had to brace myself against the counter. I was being ambushed by a barrage of my own self-defeating negative self-talk. It was firing so rapidly, I felt like I was under attack by an automatic weapon, and I just couldn't seem to get a hold of them fast enough. Each thought landed perfectly. It hit my chest, my gut, my face, and I tell you, I physically began to go down. I was spiraling mentally. It took every little bit of strength I had left and much prayer to harness these dark and horrible thoughts about myself. These thoughts had just enough truth in them that I had to be so careful because if not, I would accept them. I found myself on my knees feeling like a knocked down boxer, waiting for the count of 10. But instead, I took every little bit of 
little bit of strength I had left and I got myself back on my feet. And when I felt a little bit steadier, I very slowly made my way back to the bed. And I lied back on my, I laid on the bed on my back and I was staring up at the ceiling. And at this point I was beyond a state of exhaustion. But at that point, it's where I pivoted, it's where the shift really happened. Was I going to stay on this miserable path or was I going to do something about it? Was I really going to allow this disease to have me or was I going to own the disease? I was so weak. I had no idea how was I going to fight back because not was I just weak physically, but mentally and emotionally, I was done. But lying there, I decided that the only choice for me was to fight back. I didn't like the alternative, so I did not entertain it at all. I had thrived through so much in the past. I'd come through so much in the past. I refused to give up my freedom to choose the outcome of this. I may not be able to to change the disease or get rid of the disease, but I could choose who I was with the disease. And up until this point, I had allowed my circumstances, my situations to define who I was. And I had come to the one thing, and that is no more. It was time to clarify who I was. It was time for me to become refined by this, better with this. A friend of mine and a friend of mine and I were talking and we played on the word disease because I do have a disease. But when we break the word up, it means dis-ease. That there's no peace. And my mind and my body were both at a dis-ease. They were a long way from being at ease with anything, especially me. I couldn't do much for the physical issue raging in my body, but the dis-ease of my mind, that was a different story. I could work on that. I could control that. That was something I could change. No, I needed to change that if I was going to make it through this. The way I felt both emotionally and physically, I had realized would depend on me taking back my thoughts. I needed to focus on what I could control, what I could put at ease. And there was one thing at the heart of it all. It was me. I could work on changing me, the person me. The body does not define me as a person. There's more to me than this body. And that was what I was out to make happen, is to become something beyond my situation, my circumstance. This realization and this commitment changed everything for me. I embarked upon a journey of a lifetime, one that I didn't want to return back from. 
I was on a journey to me, the real me. A journey that would require an attitude of fortitude, consistency, and downright realness. Now, speaking of being real, once I started upon this journey, my health returned and all the pieces fell into place. It was absolutely incredible. Absolutely not. That was a lie. See, not only did I continue to decline physically, eight months into my journey, I was back in the hospital. And this time with even worse news than before. My entire situation had worsened. I was hit by a wave of thoughts upon receiving the news. But there was just one thing that was slightly different this time. This time, my thoughts were filled with peace and hope. They no longer attacked me. Even the little bit of the journey I had taken so far was beginning to pay off. Gone was the feeling of why me, and in its place was why not me. I felt myself rising. I had grabbed a hold of the final branch of my faith and began to pull myself out of a mental and emotional quicksand. I was treading water at best now, but I was no longer buried, suffocating underneath a myriad of negative, self-defeating thoughts that had me hid behind a mask. I was slowly becoming my own, my own storm. I've diligently worked on various areas of myself since then. The beginning, I started with my thoughts. And once I'd gotten those under control, the journey to me of discovering myself was a little bit easier. Who I was and who I wanted to become and how I wanted to show up in my new normal as a chronically ill person was becoming clearer and clearer with each day. I became aware of the five pillars of me and the need to unmask my potential, fortify my purpose, and design the life I wanted. It has been such a breathtaking and incredible journey. I now live my life without regrets thanks to this journey. I live each and every day in the power of now because now is all I have. Since my flare in 2014, I have since launched my business in Hawaii and now here in Texas. One, as a mental toughness and resilience specialist, speaker and coach, and the other as a training and development firm in leadership training based on the DISC individual profile for leaders, emotional intelligence and resiliency. Now, how did I end up in the chamber? <laughs> Last year on the move from Hawaii to Texas, I had one of the worst flares with the disease in which I was ill and down for almost five months. It led to a total of, uh, I think it was two hospitalizations, multiple ER visits, and 
I am currently on the last FDA approved medication for Crohn's colitis. And I am currently receiving hyperbaric treatments in hope to keep the inflammatory markers down and create some healing. A lot of times hyperbaric treatments is used for wound healing. I had a lot of wounds from the attack within my digestive tract. And so the hope is that there's some healing taking place there, but that, if nothing else, we're keeping the inflammatory markers down. I go in and I get to breathe 100% oxygen for 90 minutes, five days a week at 33 feet of pressure. And as I told you in the beginning, I find that when I'm in the chamber, I have these amazing thoughts. They're very laser focused. I think the 100% oxygen has something to do with that. And I'd like for you to join me as we go deep on some things, as we begin to talk about some things. And there may be some things that are not normally discussed. And I'm okay with that. Because I found that if you don't go behind the mask, if you don't go deep, it's really hard for you to make the journey. And it's a very incredible journey. It has a lot of ups and has a lot of downs. But with determination and the power of choice, you can make it. I found days in which the struggle is real. And that's what I want to talk about. But some days, and some days, being real, I want to just stay there in whatever pain and misery I find myself. And, envelop, and allow it to just envelop me like a blanket of thistles. But then I think back, do I really want to go back there? And the answer is no. So I go out and I encourage others to push through, to not allow your circumstances to define who you are, to rise above it, to take that risk, to grab that opportunity, and to do what you need to do to maintain your freedom of choice. I want to thank you for listening to my first episode of 100% Oxygen, Thoughts Adapt with Nicole. I'd love to connect with you on social media. Please go ahead at The Fortitude Coach on Facebook and at The Fortitude Coach on Instagram. I look forward to talking to you next time, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper and see how we can talk about these pillars. We're going to talk a little bit about the conditionings that we have. There's a lot of conditionings that we have, and I really want to spend a lot of time challenging them. So there's a conditioning, kind of like the when life throws you uh, lemons, make lemonade kind of deal. If there's type of conditionings or quotes or sayings that you would like to hear me challenge or you'd like to hear my thoughts on, please don't hesitate to share those with me. You can go ahead and send me a an email at Nicole at the com. I look forward to talking to you next time and you have an amazing day. Bye.